Hello, and welcome to the Screen Chronicles, everyone. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is my buddy, Cobstone, the Griffin. And today, we're talking about episode seven and eight of The Boys yes. on Amazon Prime Video. And we're also going to talk about maybe what we think about season three and all that fun stuff. Definitely. Definitely. So finally, the, the season of The Boys is wrapped up. Uh, season eight was the finale, um, sadly. Yeah, it was a pretty wild ride this season. Um, saw some things I never thought I'd see. Um, <laughs> this is one of those think shows. about. Yeah, it's just one of those shows. Um, I feel like they really went for the shock value this season. Mm. And I'm excited to talk about it. What did you think of the last two episodes, Steve? So, like, uh, I'll just let's get us give a non spoiler thought of maybe like the whole season here before we talk about these last two episodes. Okay. Um, I, I generally really liked this season. I enjoyed it throughout. Uh, at times, I, I think I enjoyed it more than I did the first season. The mm. first season, there was times where I felt a little bored, but I always felt like the plot was always very tense and driving forward. Uh, but this one, there would always be like a new plot thing that would come along. And I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But I never really had that... at at the end here i didn't really have the same sort of setup for the next season it didn't really seem like it had as a coherent of a plot either to me um we'll talk more about that when we talk about our spoilers here for the last two episodes um but i mean i i enjoyed it overall I, i i would still watch season three and i'd still recommend this to someone if they're into like a social political commentary via superhero you know, TV show kind of thing. If there even is something like that. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else like that. <laughs> there might be. What do you, what do you uh, think of the whole season, though? Again, I was, it was a good season. I think it ended... The last couple episodes are just a little bit slower. Um, some of the plot, yeah, it got a little fuzzy toward the end. I thought it was kind of headed in one direction. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hoping it would head in one direction. And things kind of got resolved real quick. I, didn't I know feel like we were we changed anything. I, I think you told me this when we were talking on the phone. Like you didn't you felt like we were in the same place as we started this season when we ended. Kind of felt like that. That's what I felt as well. Kind of felt like that, yeah. I know there were definitely some things that changed, especially regarding Homelander <laughs> and how he might be in the next season. But, you know, when you look at the big picture of things, it kind of like yeah, I thought there was yeah. definitely going to be some a bigger impact on the world, especially where they were on the world. Homelander, yeah. I thought definitely Homelander. a big impact on the boys. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big impact on the boys. You know, but again, it didn't really feel like the boys were like the really core main part of it, especially in the second half. Um, it seemed to follow kind of Stormfront, uh, Homelander, which don't get me wrong, I loved watching those scenes. They were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was dare I say a little bit underwhelming at the end yeah and i want to get into more detail about that when we get into the spoiler talk because i think there's kind of a reason why i I feel like that yeah Um, yeah but uh overall it was a good season solid season i'm excited for another season it made me laugh it made me go whoa crazy the plot could have been a little better yeah yeah would you still recommend this to someone Oh, not to anyone, not to everyone, <laughs> not to everyone. I would recommend it. Yeah. To my friends. Um, I know who I would recommend it to. I know who I wouldn't. And that's just based on um, kind of the vulgarity of it, you yes, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, to the, to anybody that's into that kind of show, a hundred percent would recommend. I'd, I'd say if you can appreciate South Park, you could probably appreciate this. If you can, and you also like Marvel and DC and all easy. that. And you're not a queasy person. So if you had to give it a, a number out of 10, mm. what would you give it here? I'd go solid 7.5. I, that's what I'm feeling to, 7.5. Solid 7.5. I think if you asked me what I thought it was going to be after the first four episodes, I probably would have been like eight or nine. Same. Yeah, the last four were just a little bit slower. The plots, you know, I'd got a little it, bit weird. It just didn't pay off. It didn't pay off for what I felt like it was setting up. And also, just the first season, too, all the implications that the ending that it had, I didn't feel like really mattered this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 
it, it's just that. So spoilers here for season one and maybe season no, two. Let's here. just jump into the season two spoilers. Spoiler alert. So we start out when we started out the season, um, we see black noir pretty much just killing all the super villains or the super terrorists or whatever word you want to use. And that was sort of like the big thing that ended at season one was that there was yeah. these super terrorists and, uh, it was basically going to be like this war. And that's why, you know, Vought wanted their superheroes involved in the, the, like the department of defense and involved with state governments and things yeah. like that. So I felt like it was cool. It was a cool opening with black noir, it just kind of that was the end of the terrorist end, and then we never heard of the, the Department of Defense thing. We never heard of like this the superheroes involved with state affairs. That was never brought up. So like that big implication that they were sort of trying to fight against that whole season, when it happened, then it had no effect on this season. You know. Yeah. And I feel like there was a lot of things like that this season that happened, but then didn't really mean anything. You know, we, we mm-hmm. compound V. That was a big part of season one. It was, can we let the people know before it's too late and before they get in the government and all that? They didn't. And then they finally released it this season. And, I mean, the, the, the corporation just denied it and it went away. Like, no one, no one cared. Yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I know they're trying to make a point with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, but um, it's probably it just a commentary. Like they were heading to a really big high-stakes situation that I was kind of hoping for. You know, I'm yeah. kind of hoping it would go that way, but it didn't with the whole, um, you know, using Compound V to create a new Nazi army. That too, yes. That was, um, I was kind of excited to see like how far that was going to get, that plane was going to get. And then like, okay, how, you know, how are they going to get out of this? You know, I, I was been... hoping that that was how the season was going to end. No matter what, mm-hmm. that there would be this new soup army uh leading Stormfront's way um it's obviously not what i want for the world or anything people i'm just saying i thought that's that's what i wanted though for the show uh because it would really put the boys in a tough spot again for the next season as far as and it would put the soups yeah it would would drive the soups to pick a side too you know like exactly which kind of like how some of them did here at the end of uh episode eight but it was kind of an exciting idea of where the show was headed and it didn't, it didn't get to that point, and we'll talk about why in a second. Um, I don't think season one or season two were perfect, but, man, were they memorable and funny. And, and you know, this kind of show doesn't have to be perfect with the plot, I guess. It's not the kind of show I'm watching for, like, an amazing storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's, there's definitely some beats in the finale that we'll talk about here in a sec that I was just like, like come on, like, there's a way around this. Yeah. Before we do that, though, let's talk about a little bit about Seven here, because uh, to me, Seven also had some um, some parts in it. I was just like, "What?" And yeah. uh, we, we sort of open up with, uh, yeah, Lamplighter. They're they're trying to get him to testify, and meanwhile, Butcher is also trying to blackmail a guy, and uh, the the senator uh, she's she's working with them and everything. And it, it, you're like, "Oh, so maybe this is going to go to trial and all that." Mm-hmm. Um, but, but eventually, though, Lamplighter, him and uh, Huey break into Vought, which to what me the, was just well, like, what did so they do before evil. that, though? <laughs> they were watching some adult films and oh. hilarious. <laughs> I, based I, on the seven. <laughs> based on the seven. So, and I think I read, it was, it was on a meme, so I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw on a meme that. Well, memes are 100 percent true 100%. Uh, yeah yeah but the the lead writer and i think he directs too or i don't know if he produces but eric kripke he said that they in this meme they said he said that they actually filmed real adult <laughs> for those scenes and i was just like that's just that's just like definitely something the boys would do yeah and it's yeah <laughs> they're so funny too um, my favorite was when after Homelander is announcing that Starlight uh, has turned on the seven and they've, they've locked her up and he's announcing it in front of the crowd and, and Stormfront yeah. is like trying to rally everyone behind her Nazi regime kind of thing. And then yeah. all of a sudden Homelander's like, and that's why 
Stormlight, she's locked up or something. Or Starlight, yeah. Yeah, Starlight. And it cuts to Huey. And Huey's like, oh my God, I can't believe it or something like that. And you think it's because he's watching this right. on the news. Right. And it cuts and it shows he's watching this adult scene from one of the movies. And it's like the funniest, this is the funniest line that the guy is, is it? saying. What did he say? Like, like, Come on, I can fit it all yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! He says this, he says something like, "We can't watch this during the daytime or something." He's like, "We can't watch during it's daytime." <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious! Classic boys. But do you remember how this episode opened? It was like a huge commentary, like the very first scene. No, what? There's just some random guy in his apartment, and he had a bunch of superhero posters. Oh yes, yes, yeah. It kind of showed him going through his daily life over and over again, and how media was like influencing him. Every day like he kept seeing every day. news on his social media. Stormfront would be like just saying, watch out for those super terrorists. And like, you know, we got to take out all those, all those super terrorists and stuff. And then mm-hmm. he starts like going a little nuts, like a little bit. Uh, so it's getting paranoid. Getting paranoid, a lot of fear going through his head. Mm-hmm. And he's like at some convenience store he goes to like every day. Mm-hmm. And one of the days he was there, like it looked like a car drove by like as soon as like the cashier looked up or something that made his eyes flash weird mm-hmm. you know that's kind of yeah. what i thought yeah um, it also kind of made me things like oh maybe he's a soup or maybe it was just a car that drove by you know what i mean yeah, like it could be like, either i one. couldn't tell i couldn't tell yeah it could it could have been nothing it could have meant something yeah so i was just kind of like you know probably just a car went by anyway um that dude noticed it and a couple more days go by and he comes back and he like pulls out a gun and shoots that cashier. So, I mean, obviously it's a huge commentary on the way media kind of forms our fear today mm-hmm. and drives people to taking action yeah. in certain ways. Uh, you know, I think just to just pointing out people with poor life circumstances themselves, you know, he was taking care of his mom who looked mm-hmm. like she was like catatonic almost or something. You know, he's going to work every day. It's probably really stressful for him um, or, or class or something, you know, taking care of his mom and doing this at the same time. Um, and then meanwhile, you know, his escapism on his phone and stuff is just constantly, you know, like we talked about in the social dilemma or social dilemma talk, how it's, yeah. it's so biased. And then whether you hate that feed or you love that feed, if you're looking at it long enough, it's going to keep throwing the same exact stuff in your face. Yeah, and it's going to make you angry and reactive um, and emotional instead of uh, planning your your things out. So I think it was really like showing like how people will externalize some of their anxiety through political, social political issues, and then make it happen in the real world, which is happening all the time now. And it's super scary. Yeah, it's super scary because I mean, this cashier was just probably this innocent guy that didn't do anything wrong. He seemed you like know? a nice guy to him. He seemed like a really nice guy. and uh, Whether he was it, a soup or not. Yeah, I think he like asks him, like, are you bulletproof or something? <laughs> Before he shoots him. You bulletproof, mother lover? So, yeah, you can, you can kind of find a lot of uh, truth or whatever you want to call it in that sequence there mm-hmm. of what people go through with the way social media kind of uh, form, makes people form certain opinions, um, how social media kind of makes people bias. Um, and polarizing too. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something to take away from that. Um, and there's the fear that uh, the news media can, can create. Uh, also kind of the way Stormfront was preaching. I don't know if it, about you, but it, you know, obviously there's a dark correlation in Nazi Germany, but it like reminded me of the way like Hitler would like speak to the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. at a rally or something. Yeah. And it, to me it was, it was a very overt uh, political, sort of look to it what i think trump i mean the fact that she was like let's make america safe again yeah. yes yes, uh, yes i have nothing wrong with them trying to make that statement i didn't feel like it was i mean i felt like i lose like a little too on the nose it kind of brings you out of it mm-hmm. but if they want to make that point fine but the, the only thing for me though is it didn't make sense because at the beginning we saw stormfront more as like an sjw sort of you know snapchatting all the time and then and like she was even at odds with homelander who was like supposed to represent more of like the conservative thing and all of a sudden she's just she's done a whole 180 
Yeah, and but like, she's been a Nazi for years. Yeah, but I just mean like, how is no one like, like how does she have a fan base yeah. though at this mm. point? You know what I mean? Like, or well, did she just completely switch? I I, I have hmm. no idea. Well, what do you think would happen in the real world if? And a lot of people compare like some of like the super liberal characters to um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm. Um, you know, you know they're kind of left wing politicians in today's world. So what do you what do you think would happen if someone like her who's got like a, some avid followers, um, if she all of a sudden started to say things from the opposite side of the aisle, would, would do you think that mob mentality would just kind of flip for many, many people and just be like, oh, I agree with her because I've been following her for, for many years. I hope not. I, I hope think people right. would, would be like, I would hope people would be like, wait a minute, you know, that's, you're changing on us, you know, no, I no I longer, right. but you know, because people... Like There's a big mom mentality of, thing. Yeah, their factionalism sort of way of thinking. It's, you know, it's, it's always us versus them, even if we do the same exact thing, as long as we say this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, and, and that's, um, that was a big point I felt like throughout though, the season though. So, yeah, I guess, I guess um, it could be. I don't really have a problem with that scene then yeah. um, now that we're, we're talking more about it. But that was just something I was thinking in the moment. And then just the fact too that they, you know, they're working on the seven, you know, movies and all that stuff and how that's typically more Hollywood is more liberal. I was just mm-hmm. like, well, this is clearly a more conservative thing. Wouldn't there any, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't get too lost in the weeds about that. But yeah, um, but I think, you know, Stormfront just knew like the times and knew that she needed to get like young people on her side. Yeah. It was, and so she kind of went that route. She knew she needed to use social media to its full potential to like, yeah, I, I really liked. I really liked how her character sort of showed that, you know, you can manipulate the system. You know, is yeah, if you just yeah. get enough people behind you, you get a. She said, you know, I have soldiers. You know, you have fans. I have soldiers to Homelander. Um, so it was it was, it was cool. Um, but Home Homelander too. He never really felt like he was part of like the white supremacy side of things. No, I feel no, like he, he just liked her, and he liked soups being in power instead of vots and all that stuff so i feel like homelander has gone through some inner turmoil this whole season mm-hmm. and it's cool to see <clears throat> the whole thing like with his son seems like sometimes he's like trying to be a good dad and we'll talk about this more in eight because it really hit us hard yeah and then there's the things with him like i think in this episode this is the one where um she says they go and visit his son right mm-hmm. yeah is it in this one or an eight where she's yeah, they, like, they take him away in this one. They take him away. I think it's an eight where she says, uh, you know, white, what does she say? Like white genocide, white genocide. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he, that's an the eight. Next one. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. One. When he's, when he's telling, he's teaching his son how to use heat vision. And they're using a, uh, a deep doll, <laughs> a, a little deep action figure. <laughs> He's like, think about something you hate. And he's like, I don't really hate anything. And then she like immediately goes, well, there's a lot of people out there that don't like white people and it's called white genocide or something like that. And even Homelander kind of looks at her like, what the heck are you? Yeah, he doesn't look like he's into that. He's like, (laughs) I really liked uh, Stormfront too. I mean, to me, Anthony Starr, anytime he's on his Homelander, he's just killing it. Uh, He stole the season, I think. Oh my God. Um, uh, My big takeaway is Anthony Starr uh, has an incredible um, range of acting from, you know, being angry to like, he's going to kill you to being a good dad, to being hurt. Um, yeah. He showed being me kind of everything. Menacing. This season. And menacing. Just a weird, creepy, messed up person. <laughs> yeah. He, he does creepy really well. Like really kind of a, oh, a weirdo, especially last season with like, Early this season with Doppelganger and last season with um, Madeline Stillwell. Yeah. The whole mother stuff was no, super yeah. creepy. Well, still this season. This season. Like, <laughs> yeah, but when he was on screen, man, was he like a presence. Like mm-hmm. Stormfront in this episode said something about how she had a daughter one time. And her daughter's like 90 or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her daughter uh, died, I think, recently. Daughter died. And so Homelander is like, I got an idea. Let's go see my son make you feel better. And I think you just want to show them off and stuff. And yeah. So they show up just having Stormfront there in the background at that house with, um, with Ryan and his mom and, and she's freaking out. Cause she knows like, this is not good that she's here. Mm. 
and they're pretty much trying to discredit everything like she's teaching the son like i think they're playing like lego blindside or something is that what they're doing was it the blindside with legos mm, yeah and uh yeah oh no no no. he he sh- he was doing movies yeah he sh- he had made movies with uh he made movies like lego blindside and yes other yes things and uh <laughs> stormfront's just like what <laughs> So it was really cool though, because Homelander, especially in um, episode eight, too, like you could tell he genuinely cared about his son. You know, in the beginning, it seemed like mm-hmm. he just wanted him to be a superhero, and you can even see in these two episodes, especially in eight, when uh, his son starts to be overwhelmed by oh, I love the crowd. Yeah, and he he recognizes it, and he gets him away from the situation and everything. Yeah, he takes him right out of there. And I, probably against Stormfront's wishes. She didn't look super happy that he did no, that. Yeah, she she gave him like a so, mm, face. It was kind of cool because it kind of seemed like Homelander was trying to appease her a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he did the right thing for his son. And then yeah. he had like this super awesome heart-to-heart with him about like... Oh, like, like he grew up yeah, and... I wanted to cry. I cried too. And he's like, you cried, Dad? And he's like, yeah. And... Then he was like, but I'm a man, so not in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah no i'm gonna teach you nobody taught me i'm gonna teach you and i was just like okay i know i, I okay i i really liked it but so back to seven though yeah we were talking um so that's what they're doing they're they've got stormlight in prison they're they're starlight. trying to starlight mm-hmm. i'm combining t- two of their names together and huey uh, lamplighter Huey and Lamplighter, yeah, they're watching movies. Eventually, decide, yeah, eventually because they see, uh, they do eventually look on the TV. Huey switches the channel. <laughs> yeah, and, and like Lamplighter's like, I'm gonna light you on fire or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, uh, and then he sees uh, Starlight. Is she's in, she's in uh, prison or she's locked up? So he asks uh, Lamplighter, you know, how do we get to her? Where she? Where would she be? And Lamplighter, you know, says he's probably in this secret prison in Vought, and so they they go to break into Vought. Uh, it was it was also really funny. They had like a an adult film, uh, like role talk with each other too. Like uh, Lamplighter, Lamplighter's like, here I am just sitting. I'm the cuck. I'm yeah. the like yeah, the yeah. cuckold. Oh. <laughs> and then then Huey like says all these things deep. about it. so deep so deep like, after uh, like trying to like self-disclose so yes and you, to, and you make you feel so bad for him because he's yeah. like you know i'm i'm the cuck and when you you like lamplighter looks at him you just think he's gonna say something wholesome and he's just like nah you're worse than that <laughs> what did he say he's like you're the cuck fluffer you're the cuck fluffer <laughs> what a moment Oh my god. It no. was it was hilarious. And then and then too when they when they decide to actually go, Huey tells him, you know, we should go and all that stuff. And he's he's trying to get him pumped up and he's he's like, Do you want to be the cuck? Or do you want to yes. be the guy that, that bangs the wife? And he's like, I want to bang the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's like, and then Huey's like, Yeah, let's do it. Consensually, of course. And then <laughs> and then, then they break into Vought. And it's so easily. So easy. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were using like his passcode, his old passcode and stuff, and they didn't change it. So, you know, no alarms went off or anything, but you'd think they'd have like some surveillance or something. He was like, oh, we have this back way. We used to sneak girls in here. And like, it was kind of funny, but then I was also just like, this is like the indestructible fortress (laughs) of like, it's supposed to represent like corporate and, and, but also physical and just being indestructible because there's superheroes in there. And yeah. it's, it reminds me of like the, the Joe Rogan joke when he's talking about the White House. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, you ask anyone what sort of security the White House, the house has. There's Dude, a sniper. Yeah, snipers. There's, <laughs> there's a button where people in the trees. The yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what I always thought for Vought. And then they just kind of. Turns out no. <laughs> you just walk right through the front door. <laughs> yeah. And and then they break out. They they like just get out and they're fine. Wow, they almost didn't. I mean, and they almost did it. But yeah, I mean, so they, so they do get in there and they they find Starlight. Oh, well, first of all, Lamplighter <laughs> just burns himself. Yeah, he's like he's like, where's my? They took my statue down. I wanted to do it in front of my statue. 
I thought he was going to kill Huey. I was like, I thought he was either going to kill Huey or start to, uh, to uh, pleasure himself or something is what I, was, what I thought. Especially after what that happened earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah. So he burns himself. You'd think a guy with that superhero would be like inflammable or something, but no, <laughs> turns out no. Huey's <laughs> freaking out. So then he goes on the mission. He tries to find Starlight. He finds uh, her mom though first. Finds um, her first. And then and Starlight was able to like absorb the energy from the alarm system. I think. Yeah. The alarm went off the door, door off herself. Yeah. Uh, and then she fights Black Noir, and I love I love the fight because like she's doing great, but Black Noir is just kicking the crap out of her. I love seeing Black Noir work, you know. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, though, uh, Queen Maeve shows up and just just gives him his kryptonite, which is an almond joy. Almond joy. We've been seeing the almond joy all season long, <laughs> and like, <laughs> how is this going to be significant? <laughs> So Black Noir's weakness, he's got a nut allergy. <laughs> I think I think I saw somewhere too that the, the real actor who plays Black Noir has a nut allergy. Seriously. So they just, so just kind of worked that in as his weakness. And they just like had him choreograph a fight and then they just shoved the almond joy in his mouth. <laughs> he's like he was like, How am I gonna end this fight though? And they're like, Oh, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, we got a plan. We we'll end plan. it for you. Yeah. We'll end it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you guys. <laughs> no, and to but, me queen mave is like the eagles from the lord of the rings saga yeah. like the the movie saga as far as like what they did in the hobbit yeah and she became that they just start like coming in whenever the the heroes need a save the yeah. eagles oh. <laughs> just, that was queen mave this season totally. this is, so here's the first time she just sort of shows up saves the day then later on we get a couple it. times in episode eight a couple times in episode eight and uh but then eventually though huey and starlight and her mom they get out and again i was just like like they just get out like black noir was the only guy like maybe you could count queen mave then too she's so supposed to be on their side yeah yeah so you had maybe two like you, do, you don't have like this army of like guys with like vot guns or anything no, no. You just you can just get out after you you beat the the one boss. You know. <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, eventually, though, uh, we, we get to see too. There's a really cool scene with uh, Butcher. Cause so yeah. they so they go to the guy who sort of like raised Homelander. Homelander. Mm-hmm. What we saw, and he's sort of running a lot of Vought behind the scenes, or used to super well off, huge mansion, huge gated mansion. entrance. Yeah. And uh, the CIA lady, she goes to him. They're trying to get him to testify because Lamplighter burned himself after Huey and them get back. But Butcher had already paid him a visit and it turned like everyone he knew. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene. It was. It was. Scene. He says he's like going to kill, I think, was it his daughter or something? Yeah, he's like, bringing... I'm going to go in there and bash your, your daughter's brains in, in his New Zealand Cockney yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then really she comes cool. and brings them like tea or something. And, he just, and he's like, thank you. Yeah. He just like looks at him. So yeah. So that pretty much convinces him that he, this guy, that he's going to testify, which is huge for the boys. This is like the big ticket. This is going to do it. Yeah. Also too, when they were talking, Butcher ends up hearing about Homelander's past and mm-hmm. how like he was, he was sort of raised at a distance and it was very tough for him. And he started out a sweet kid, but grew up mean. And, you know, we found out from Butcher's dad, too, at the beginning of the season. That was kind of Butcher's upbringing. Because we meet Butcher's dad. Yeah. And he's also from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Which was kind of cool. It's too bad, though, he wasn't actually, he wasn't the the, uh, Rohan king. No, no. That would have been kind of funny, I think, (laughs) if they brought him in. Mm. Um, But they had Gondor's king. Steward. Steward. Gondor Steward. Gondor Steward. So maybe they just should have cast like um, Sean Bean as Butcher instead. You know, and then. Sean Bean can pull off the same menace and. No, no, no. I know, I know you're kidding. I'm just. I know you're kidding. I'm just saying. Carl Urban is the best. I mean, he's the best. He's the. This is. He was born for this role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was funny to see another. 
Yeah, and he like they, like paralleled each other though. Their their back stories as far as you yeah. know, they, were, they were more sweet kids, but their you know their dads sort of made them into the yeah. tough, violent people they are. So it was cool to see that scene. Like he resents his dad, you know. Yeah, and then we and hear his mom too. had to trick him into coming over. Yeah, I thought he was going to throw him off the balcony. I really thought he was going to throw him off. The balcony. Oh, I was I was one hundred percent sure after um, he started insulting his brother uh, that he was getting tossed. I was like, you're getting tossed. <laughs> So then, yeah, then the plan is to go ahead with that guy for the trial. For the trial. Like by the, the way, we've been witness. getting to know this, this senator more. Um, Mia Khalifa. Mia senator Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. Yeah. You know the, sport, the sports talk um, show girl? Yep. She yes. talks sports? That's, that's where I know her from. That's where I know her from. <laughs> What's her name? Is her name Newman? I think, yeah, Senator Newman. Senator Newman. Um, you know, so she seems like a good, solid politician. And so she's at this trial as well. And so the trial's going on and the boys are watching it from home. And like everybody pulls up to their spots. Uh, and I think um, Grace Mallory's there as well. I think. Oh yeah, Mallory's there. Uh, and Homelander's there, Stormfront's there. Huge trial. Mm-hmm. And so here comes Homelander's like dad kind of dad and here it's about to come they're about to ask all the questions and then pop <laughs> oh my god this was wild the scene was wild i think it was the judge's head first i think it was or was it the guy testifying i think first? it was the guy testifying the, oh, okay. the ex the ex i don't remember which one was first executive guy but I they both ended up popping and then just around the room it's splattering on everyone people and like sliding on the this the head material <laughs> and stuff and centers called brains like, steve <laughs> we're called brains well there was cerebral spinal fluids in there cerebral too. spinal fluid a little blood, blood and uh you know skull fragment skull um, fragment. so there's a lot more brain okay stuff. fine brain stuff <laughs> but yeah so it was crazy just like just like popcorn in the microwave pop, 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 like going off and they like they focus on getting newman out because they're really worried about getting newman and she looks terrified she's, she's terrified oh, i don't want my head to explode you know uh-huh. <laughs> grace mallory is like being super heroic you know gotta get you out of here homelander is like looking around like i know him and him and stormfront are just like walking around like what is going on like they actually have no clue how this happened yeah i i thought at first like somehow vaught had found that girl from the prison that's what and used her because she did that to a guy well first first i had a few theories I, i thought it was her yeah either either acting on her own like revenge against vaught because she was in that prison or I thought it was Juan Carlos Esposito's character. Yeah, um, I thought I thought for sure. I was like, I thought he ordered that. But I thought he had that girl do it. Well, I was I was also thinking, well, maybe that's why he was introduced as the big bad executive guy this season is because he actually has the like the most powerful power anyone has. Head blowing, he like up. remotely blow. Yeah, yeah, that's easily. The best like, power you can well, have. I was like, well, then that makes sense why they they brought on this great actor who haven't we haven't really seen too much of this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. he's kind of still a mystery a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, he he didn't really do much even after season. eight. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, he was gonna have a little bit of a bigger impact. Maybe maybe season eight he will. Yeah. So um, spoilers for eight if you haven't seen eight. But I'm going to eight. I'm going to talk about some eight. Stuff that's how now. that's how seven ended. And they just showed Butcher just realizing, like, it seemed like all hope was lost. That was, like, their last. Their like, reactions. Their reactions when yeah. they were watching it. Like, all the, all the boys, like, oh, like, like, was us. Like, like, oh. Like, and Butcher just, like, gets up and he's just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. So, but we do find out then, Newman, at the very end of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was her. This whole time, she's the head popper. Huge twist. Huge twist. Did not see I didn't see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, so that was a good, that was a pretty good twist. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool too, how they set up the end, uh, like what her role is going to be. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool that she, she used that. But I thought for sure that it was after we didn't see that, that, uh, the girl escaped from prison. We didn't see her at all that episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's gotta, it had to have been her. Cause I thought so. And then I was like, Oh, 
and then after we didn't see her rather i mean i didn't think it was her i thought it was her in that episode but then after we saw eight i thought for sure it was juan carlos esposito's character yeah i was like he's been just chilling this whole time letting things happen and he's you know they brought on this guy to be this character like it's got to be him who has this power totally so i was kind of like well why do we have him as this character who hasn't really been seen much you know they could have just got like any unknown guy with a little bit of gravitas to play that role you know what i mean so yeah hopefully they do something with him more next season um because i was just kind of like what like Mm -hmm. he didn't really do anything yeah so so to me too it it kind of punched some holes into like why did he want you know stormfront on the scene because it seemed like he knew about her her racist nazi past yeah. When he was talking to the Church of the Collective guy. Um, so I was like, if he already knew that, like, why did he bring her on? You know, a lot as of question like, marks with him. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But like, he eventually admitted like, he, he let her go because of Compound V. And the fact that she was, after Compound V was known, now she was using it to like make people want to use it. So that was mm-hmm. good for their business, essentially. It's like, all right, well, that makes sense. But why did he bring her on initially then? Why did he instate her into the seven when Homelander didn't want her? You know, so that that kind of punched some holes for me, but whatever. Anyway, though. I agree. Um, We start out, though, with eight, and Butcher's wife escapes from her giant fake prison, like, super easy. Like, just gets out. Hey, don't mess with a mother when she's been separated from her child, man. Don't do it. She just gets out, though. And I was just like, well, why didn't she escape with her son before? Her super son. You know, even though yeah. she doesn't want to admit it, you know, super yeah. son. Like, yeah, it was it was just, been, she could have, like, maybe she just thought it was her. You know, she didn't want to put her son in danger and stuff. And... You can throw him off a roof and he's fine. <laughs> um, after, even, after, even if I wanted to, like, deny that for him, like, after I would have saw that, I'd have been like, well, like, I can get out of here. I'll just hold this kid as my, my human shield. And just, if people are shooting at me, they'll just hit him and I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just bring his face into mine. He won't know what's going on. Dude. I don't know. But she gets out so easy. And then she finds Butcher so easy. She's just like, I heard, you told me yeah, you were in a shop. banging on the door. <laughs> you told me you were in a pawn shop on the east side. <laughs> so I knew it was this one. But I love how the boys treat her when she's there. <laughs> they're just like so nice to her <laughs> Frenchie's just uh, in her face like <laughs> uh, Huey too Huey just like stares at her like smiling mm-hmm. it's kind of, I don't know it's funny um, it's like wow you actually like fell in love with Butcher like it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> we've heard so much about you you just look at her in awe yeah so we get this this episode um basically you know stormfront and homelander have taken the boy and she's begging butcher to help get him back um butcher goes to Giancarlo esposito's character and like tries to make a deal with him to get this son away so he can keep his wife yeah and it kind of sounds like he's going to betray his wife yeah and, and that so meeting can keep homelander in check is blackmail yeah, blackmail works for everything this season, which we see even in the finale. So that's the thing. So when I mentioned earlier that like it was kind of a little bit of a letdown was because they just kind of used blackmail again at the end. Um, it just seemed like all seasons, but blackmail, 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 blackmail. And I get the point is that blackmail is like powerful, and I'm sure they're trying to make him send a message with that too. But I wanted Butcher at the end to do something crazy. I wanted a I wanted. big thing. So, so let's, you know, we'll click a, quickly we'll glance there. over some things here. We'll get there. Um, eventually, you know, the boys figure out where the sun is. They, they distract Homelander. They start to get him away. A big fight ensues. And then the end, when um, Homelander ends up showing back up, just covered in blood. Um, oh, my God. So him, this scene, this was awesome. And I was like, what is going to happen? And yeah. the, the yeah, wife so- just died. Which, Butcher's wife died. Uh, Stormfront like got turned into Anakin at the end of episode three. Uh, <laughs> and, 
and uh, oh his son God. is like traumatized now. Butcher's like coming. He's like gonna take the crowbar and take it out on the kid. And Homeland, Homeland, because the kid, the kid up. like instinctively used like laser vision or something to to kill. Um, you know, because Stormfront was doing that. Like, I want to see the light leave your eyes. I like to see it. Yeah. After she was stabbed in the eye, <laughs> she only had one eye. <laughs> she only had one eye when she was doing that. So yeah, so the kid like instinctively is trying to protect his mom, and in doing so, fatally wounded her. Fatally wounded her, and so Butcher's like, you think he's going to take it out, but then Homelander shows up, and the kid kind of goes to Butcher for protection. Butcher's like got the crowbar, and I'm just like, this is pretty cool standoff right here. Like something cool is going to happen, you know? Maybe Butcher's going to get it. You know, I don't want that to happen, but like, or maybe Butcher's going to come up with something crazy that we never even thought of. But what happened was Maeve showed up and was like, look, I got this video. Uh, <laughs> you better stop or I'm going to show it to everybody. And it was just like, I don't, I didn't want a black male ending like that. It was, it was kind of anticlimactic. I thought as it was happening, I was like, I was thinking something else big was going to happen. Because, like you said, I wanted something big. I wanted, like, either um, Homelander's son to, like, laser beam his dad and, like, hurt him enough for, like, Butcher to maybe whack him, maybe even kill him, maybe even kill Homelander. Not oh. that I wanted Homelander oh, to die. Oh, I don't die. want Homelander to die. He's like... <laughs> but I thought, like, something big like that was going to happen. Or even Homelander might kill Butcher or Homelander and his son were going to break away. I thought it was going to be epic. I thought it was going to be epic i thought it was gonna be epic um too. and it wasn't it was just kind of Maeve showed up and you know yeah but it's like but yeah they even, had that thread earlier that she had that video and they hadn't used it yet so but even after she showed up then i was like well she's gonna this is gonna be her death i was like this is her signing her death ticket here her going here's the blackmail here it is in my hand you know maybe she has it stored on a OneDrive or like in yeah, an yeah. email ready to be sent it's on the cloud morning it's on the cloud maybe maybe but i was like homelander's gonna laser beam that and just break her neck i was like that's gonna be the big twist then since nothing happened between butcher and him no he's just like gives up she's like no one will ever love you and that's supposed to like you know it's supposed to like know that that's like homelander that's the like, biggest thing for homelander yeah, yeah is to be loved by like all and so because he doesn't have the parent he didn't have a healthy parent and mm-hmm. all that stuff and mm-hmm. and but I was just like, like what? What? And this is the third time Maeve shows up as the Eagles. You know, she, yeah. And then the second time is when she showed up during the fight. Which was so that, that fight awesome. was epic. That, that fight was, awesome. was epic. That was awesome. Stormfront shows up while they're trying to get away with the plan. So basically, Butcher had the plan to betray his wife, you know, kind of teaming up with Vought to get the kid and stuff. But instead, he's like, I couldn't do it. You know, let's just get away. I want you guys to get away. And as they're driving away, Stormfront, boom, just shows up and just starts zapping stuff. They had, they had like showed this like super cool kind of anti-soup sort of bazooka gun that um, Frenchie and Mother's Milk had, had made and stuff. And, and I, I was excited to see what that did, but Stormfront just blew it up. Just they, had, they had a whole car full of like... like- rpgs and that that crazy gun see that that. and they were just like they're like not enough room in the budget no (laughs) (laughs) it was a pretty big explosion though but basically you're just thinking at this point oh they're screwed all they've got is starlight kimiko that's not nothing no but so far against stormfront hasn't been able they haven't been able to do anything against stormfront no um and then the boys like pretty much the boys are pretty much useless because they're just shooting her with guns and she's just taken it anyway we get a cool fight between those two and um kimiko tries going after her and kimiko gets messed up by stormfront and she gets her neck snapped and i was kind of like kimiko's dead kimiko's dead turns out no one of her superpowers is to be able to unbreak her neck and (laughs) just jump hop right back in but i was like this is big if they kill her like that's a big huge but they didn't and again, Maeve showed up to help um, kind of win that fight. <laughs> she was like, but she, she just showed up behind her and she's like, hey, you Nazi bitch or something. And, just, yeah. and then they start playing like some, some like punk rock music. And then yeah. they just start like just kicking Stormfront on the ground, basically. <laughs> just, basically. And then the Frenchie like, says, it done. <laughs> Frenchie, Frenchie goes, girls really do get it done. And that's what you're thinking. Now, this is how girls get it done. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they gang they up do. on another one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, the, basically what happens, though, is that Stormfront still gets out of it. I mean, she's so powerful. Mm-hmm. What I thought was kind of funny was that, you know, she just fought off three soups. And then she went and was going to try to get the son from um, the mom there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I stab. <laughs> i know basically like wonder woman is wailing on her and even yeah. kicking her while she's down and she's fine but then yeah. mom knife to the eye <laughs> knife to the eye so it goes easy in. so easy like all right well i guess the eyes aren't bulletproof how come nobody thought about that before epic fight scene before she goes after the sun she gets there and she starts choking the mom and butcher just wailing on her with the crowbar and it was intense it was intense yeah but let's go back to the scene where homelander finds that his son has been taken by butcher or he oh. just his son's not there he comes back to his little cabin where he's keeping his son and he overhears like one of the intercom like one of the radios well, here's he sees the swat guys in there and they say butcher butcher uh, where where uh where are you mr butcher or something like that yeah where are you mr butcher like he says, there he's or like something. oh butcher yeah so he comes in and he's like did you guys say butcher he shuts the door he's like looking kind of calm but menacing and he just lets out an epic where is my son well then he well then they yeah. hear on the radio like do you have the kid yeah or do you have a son or something like that then that's when he says it and he like just lasers a dude in half But when he's closing that door, it's like the most intimidating thing ever. I know. You just know everyone in that room is going to die. Oh, my God. It was so good. I'm getting like chills just still because, I mean, it's it's a room full of probably like ex-special ops guys in SWAT gear and and like bad, bad member jammers. And they're in there just like, what? We're all dead. We're all dead. And, um. So we don't really get to see what he does in there, uh, except for lasering the one guy. So that's up to your imagination. But then when he walks out, just covered. Like soaking it, wet, like in so a pool. He, he didn't just laser these dudes. He went ham in there. Mm. I, I'm imagining him just like ripping dudes. I know. I kind of wanted to see like him ripping a guy in half with his bare hands. Because we, we only ever really see him use his laser vision, which like I guess if you had that, you would probably just use it all the time because it's so. No, it's way more efficient. Way like more you're efficient. Just sitting here, you're like, oh, laser beam. Like, like, dude, like, dude, he could have just been like, zroom. Yeah. just one head turn, just one head turn, and problem solved. But I, but I wanted to see like what was going on there. What questions was he asking? Like, just like, and then what did he do? Like, oh, not that like yeah. I like to see people get tortured or anything, but just because it's like Homelander and Anthony Stars killing it. You know, yeah. like, I wanted to see it. I sometimes would. in movies, sometimes it's better to leave it up to the imagination, you know, because yeah, yeah, I do kind of have a picture in my head what happened, even though I didn't see anything like mm-hmm. yeah. I just imagine just savagery in that room. Yes. And, you know, because you hit him at his core. You took his son. He loves his son. Yeah, it was, a, it was and, a great scene with them after his son, after his son did get overwhelmed. He gets him out of there. He brings him to the cabin. He's like even afraid to like go in and talk to his son. But Stormfront like eggs him on in goes in there they have a nice talk like we mentioned earlier and then yeah. we even see them they're watching the news later and they're he's like drinking milk with the sun just chilling and just and they're like i was like man i want this i want this oh, for him man. they yeah. make each other better i think they do yeah because like let's be honest her son is if she kept raising him that way was going to be just as weird yeah she was and, too extreme uh, yes. yes she was too extreme um he was like, do I name the state? Ca- I, I like to name the states alphabetically. In alphabetical and, then ge- and geographical order. <laughs> what is geographical order? Left or right? <laughs> I know. Like, what do, you uh-huh. get, what do you do once you get to, like, the upper northeast when, like, all the states are, like, yeah, partly like, in each other? Yeah. It's jagged. And- <laughs> Who's first? <laughs> what do you do with Michigan? I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've been thinking about that ever since we heard it i, I, I can't unthink out. it what is that what does that mean <laughs> but yeah, so he was gonna be a weirdo and i was like well it's it's great to see them and then so then in the end after we were t- we just said homelander he shows up and and f- when his kid went to butcher's side i was just like but why you met him like maybe 
maybe half an hour ago at most and most of that time they were just like running he saw him trying to defend his mom i guess but i wanted to see him get coaxed over by homelander and then the two of them just leave and you're just like next season we're gonna have homelander and And son Son. as king of the planet god i you know i still thought that's kind of how the season was going to end where homelander just snapped and i think they're setting that up for season three because you know at the beginning we said you know things kind of seem the same at the end the things that change the boys are free the boys can do what they want now yeah no they're not so that's that's a big thing the mom's dead um the son is kind of in protection um with the cia and even though home like everything looks the same with Vought, like homelander's there stormfront's gone um but she wasn't there in the beginning of the season she was introduced now she's gone so Mm. um and mave and starlight at the press conference at the end it kind of looked like oh it's the same but then they zoom in on homelander like on his eyes and you can see he's like going insane i love homelander's shot at the very end so this (laughs) was a deleted scene from season one i read really yeah they cut that out of season one And they I don't know it, how I feel about that then. They put it here. It was funny. But yeah, but, oh yeah, but when you were talking about the press conference, it was great. He's saying all these these things, but they're just zooming in in his eyes, just intense, oh, like that's, whining music. And just that's like. That's the thing about Anthony Starr, man, is that. His eyes look like menacing and just dead inside. You can read so much just off his face. You know? So the way he like, yeah, just to the way you could read his eyes at that moment, you just a hundred percent understood, you know, what's yeah. going on is that he's about to snap. He is about to get rid of all this corporate stuff, all this media and just rule the world with his powers. You know, that's the, that's what I think. That's where I think it's going. No, I, I, I hope so. And it was just really um, funny then that, uh, then he was just like, I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and he's just, what was he doing? Pleasuring himself <laughs> on a on, skyscraper, on like a skyscraper, like where like, like a Batman, yeah, kind of, Batman or Superman, kind of, yeah, like yeah. in the Christopher Nolan series when Batman's just standing there, and, <laughs> but Homeland is just just whacking it, and uh, like this, the moon's behind him. <laughs> I, I thought we were, I thought we were going to see like some sort of like fallout essentially uh, from yeah. that. <laughs> I thought so too. I thought so too. They, I bet um, you they did actually film that too. If this is a deleted scene, I wonder if they actually had that too, and they were just like, "Ah, eh, we can't." Too much. And no, they don't. No, no. I don't know if they know what too much is. I don't know, man. But, uh, after after that hospital episode with uh, the that guy who could strangle people <laughs> with his big John, I don't oh, know, man. But uh, yeah, like so, Homelander's going to snap. He's going insane. Um, we uh, we had already talked about they reveal Newman then as the head popper and it's crazy. it's and this is to me though this kind of also made some things for me go like well what was the point because then with the Church of Collective Church of Collective guy yeah the head, the head who's who's a who's the cult leader so I essentially that that cult, I thought they're gonna have a big role I thought they're gonna have a huge role yeah and uh, he. You know, he says he's got so much dirt on Vought, so he, he'll be able to control them. He'll work with the, the Senator um, Newman, who just got elected to this position of like this, the soup or the Vought regulatory committee or something, something like that. Something that government institution is going to now regulate. Yeah. And uh, after he says that, his head gets blown up. And you're just like, what? And then you see her standing outside. And it's like, what? Yeah. And, but then it kind of made me think, well, then what was the whole point of the collective? Yeah. In the scene. I was wondering that too. Because I was like, to me, that kind of felt like it was just like the comedy the of, relief. Yeah, the comedy relief. And then somewhere to put the deep, you know, who's yeah. kind of useless, I guess. So they made a useless plot for him. Oh, um, that was a funny moment in seven when like deep was, uh, they were like at some party or something and, and the head guy comes up and he's like, He's like, you guys know the, uh, what's his eagle, name? The, e- eagle the eagle eye guy. And Deep oh, is guy. like, oh yeah, he's a good friend of mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, 
He said something really bad about him, the head he, guy. Like he betrayed the church. Don't t- don't talk to him or anything. And Deep's immediately like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Screw yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and also too, another thing too, with the collective. So that to me, I was just like, well, what was the point? And then uh, A-Train, who was part of the, the collective, just to get back into seven, he ends up getting back into the seven. Yeah. And one thing too, is he found the, the file on uh stormfront from her nazi days and he was the one that uploaded it and sort of so like he's the one that gave it to the, like um the upheaval of her yeah and uh yeah he gave it to um starlight starlight and huey when they were driving yeah and it was just kind of like he's like oh i just like if i got it and i here it is you know yeah. i was just like that's kind of easy it is he did explain he was like you know i want no, back in the seven and i can't without her there you know without yeah. Stormfront there so i need her gone yeah so that was his reasoning but it was just kind of like well that's easy for them to get that info <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um anyway that's um that helped break down bring down stormfront and i loved like the series of memes stormfront memes of her as a nazi and stuff <laughs> was hilarious uh, but also with that then uh it was, it was funny then too when he gets in and then uh the deep doesn't get in and he's just like what the heck like i signed over my bank account i married that weirdo and like yeah and you're like yeah it's maybe maybe next year you know <laughs> so i'm just like well like now like what's he gonna do um and so the deep to me too like i felt like his story like you said in the first four episodes i feel like we were going somewhere with him yeah and then we 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 didn't really this season. He just he was comic relief. Comic relief, man. He brought uh, a whale into it. He, he made it great. possible for us for Huey too and and he Mother's Milk the, to sit in a whale for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and he did the Gillette commercial and talked to his gills, which was just uh, so uncomfortable. Oh my god! But uh, so that was so those things to me. I was just like, well, what was the point of that being in there? Like, uh, and then. Uh, so then I kind of also then it ends with and it was it was really cool it made this point um, you know that basically you know whether you're trying to do the right thing or not uh, like you kind of work for the same corporate people who might have their own agendas of power and stuff because Mia Khalifa senator ends up Newman (laughs) Newman ends up ends up uh, you know being part head of that regulatory committee or whatever mm-hmm. and she's funding the boys who are who are going to keep doing their boys things huey who says he wants to do things the right way also goes to her though and is yeah. also working for her but then we also see that she's a soup and she killed a bunch of innocent people just to get into power and i also wonder like either is she a soup that just wants to get into power or is it sort of like that scenario, like how we even talk in the social dilemma, how I kind of think that those guys who are turning on the social media who were helped create it and like, we're also pushing for like government regulation. I, and uh, how I said there, I think they want to get in on the government regulation and run it. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's kind of what she did. And, but I also wondered like, is she working for Vought then? So like does mm. Vought want the person who's regulating them to be someone that they control. You know what I mean? Cause she blew up the guy. She blew up the church collective guy for saying yeah. he has dirt on Vought. And I was like, well, did she do that? So she doesn't have a competitor with controlling Vought or mm-hmm. uh, just so that there's no, no outside influences on Vought because she's there to really help like pretend that she's this front against Vought, but, but really work for them. And I, that yeah. also made me think about my social dilemma then, what I said about the guys who want to be on that regulatory committee. I was like, well, then does that mean they still work for the social media? Possibly. You know? Possibly. Yeah, and they, I think, they're you know, pretending that they don't because they know. So do you think, are you saying that you think the, all the people interviewed in social dilemma can blow, explode people's heads? Yes. Okay. That's essentially <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> But um, no, and I that agree. They used to work in the adult film industry. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that, that's what like the end to me. I was like, well, that's cool. 
but I can also just see mm-hmm. that plot not going anywhere. Because- so the other plot that was kind of destroyed was the whole getting Vought out into um, the world. Yeah. Because of the info that came out about Stormfront with her being a Nazi, you know, then Edgar goes out and says, you know, look, we're not going to, you know, put this out. We didn't know she was a Nazi and stuff. And, yeah. And so that whole plot is like gone now. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, unless she comes back as Darth Vader, um, you know, well, she she's might. not dead. She, she was just muttering German, like yeah. Anakin Skywalker muttering. I saw a great meme, dude, though. I saw a great what? meme. I might have sent it to you. Um, it was it the Anakin Skywalker one you mean? Yeah, where Stormfront's like, you underestimate my power. Yeah. <laughs> she might. Um, and apparently I, I saw somewhere that what she said in German, she was just talking about her her time with her her husband Vought when they were like at a lake or something. That's what she was talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was just like how do you something know beautiful. that? It was an it was on a YouTube video. You speak German oh. secretly? That- I didn't know this. Nine, I know nine. This. I mean, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's. Uh, so it was pretty wild, but I can also see season three like not taking that anywhere. Maybe it, like showing up in the first five minutes, and they're like, "We have a different plot," you know. Like we're we're going with that, you know. Uh, yeah. So it went a little different direction than I hoped. Like I said, uh, overall, though, um, pretty good season. Pretty good season. Um, did we miss anything else from eight? Mm, I don't think anything big. Yeah. Where do you think uh, three will go then? Like I said, I think it's going to have to do with um, Homelander is going to snap at some point. Homelander is going to become the ultimate like bad guy to everyone. He is going to try to rule the world. (laughs) That's what I thought we were going to get this season with the superhero army. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still hope we get it. Um, but he doesn't even need that. Like, I feel like he just needs, he's the most powerful one. Yeah. Um, and now that they're not going to be making more soups with the compound V, they're not going to be injecting random people. If he can like overcome the his, yeah, if he can overcome his constraints of, you know, needing to be loved by everyone. Um, I think this season was really him realizing that he doesn't need all these people in his life. You know, yeah, that's, and that's, again, that's why the end to me felt like, I was like, what? Because he even told, he told a doppelganger when he killed himself that, you know, um, <laughs> that I don't need to be loved or something like that. Or he said something along those lines and you're like, oh, like he's going to be off the chain. And then at the end, it's still he's back on the chain, back on the chain, he's on the chain. So, so that's again, why I didn't, I didn't like that. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's where I see it going though. That's where yeah. I see it going. That's where, that's where I hope it goes. Kind of surprised that no one really from, besides the wife, um, who I feel like we just got to know this season and I didn't love Butcher's wife as a character. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was kind of whiny with her kid and um, and she didn't reciprocate the like unconditional love that Butcher had for her. You know, yeah. I'm not saying they should have had like a toxic relationship. I'm just saying they're like, this dude has been working for her. Like, since she has gone missing. Yeah. You know? And we yeah. still never figured out. Like, they just, they say still don't know. that she was raped. But, like, the video, the video we see from season one, she goes into his room, like, yeah. on her own, willingly. Still could have been, still could have been raped. It still, it still could have been raped. But what was she going there for then without Butcher? You know what I mean? It just seemed that she was, like, super flirtatious with Homelander in season exactly. one. Exactly. Um, they, so that's, that was something, too, they, they never hit on. And uh, and to me, like I still love the season, but the end of season one really made me think. Um, that was such a good ending. We were going somewhere else. I mean, the, you even see the kid though. So there's a few things, real quick. This uh, from the, the end of that. You know, we see her there with a kid, at a house. She's fine. She's alive. Butcher thought she was dead. We ended up seeing that video how we just talked that she wasn't uh, raped or anything or she, not that she wasn't raped, but she went to Homelander willingly, sort of leaving it ambiguous whether she was raped mm-hmm. or if it's consensual. And, and then we see the kid light up his laser eyes in front of Homelander, in front of Butcher. And I was just like, so this kid knows he's a soup. He recognizes his dad, maybe. Like, yeah. So does she like Homelander? Did she raise him? And then they, th- that didn't happen, though. And yeah. so 
it's there's there's a few things i was just like oh the white this season it was as if like the kid didn't even know he could do that yeah yeah so yeah i i hope that they they really think out where the next season's gonna go and they really stick to the plot points from this one and and really keep a clear path is what i want yeah definitely otherwise definitely, yeah. yeah otherwise it was it was good um i'm really glad that we we got a second season um a train's back in the seventh <laughs> i don't know if i like that but uh deep is right where he left off he's kind of <laughs> lost he doesn't even have the collective anymore um the collective was not what i expected i thought the collective was going to turn out to be this like this huge foe like yeah, I, thought, I thought they were going to be like the sparrows from like game of thrones remember like yeah. that religious fanaticism that sort of took over yeah i thought that was going to happen um but yeah, otherwise uh we good yeah i guess I, yeah all right yeah well, so yeah. um yeah thanks. please thanks for listening and please subscribe and um uh, follow us on instagram facebook twitter all that good stuff and um we'll have more coming out soon um last kingdom fans we got our book talks that are we're going to be doing soon and we have our season three talks that are long overdue that'll be coming <laughs> out soon um also we'll be going to do we're going to be doing some mando soon so yes Mandalorian yes. action before season two comes out which we're so excited about um also long overdue otherwise anything else steve nope just make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow us on podcast, and comment what you thought about the season. What did you think about what we said? What did you, what were your theories? What did you think of the ending? Um, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, adios. Bye.